I'm going to share about what happened and how did I change and what my life is like now. And first of all, I want to read Exodus 4.11. It's a conversation between God and Moses. Uh, the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? What makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I'll help you speak and I'll teach you what to say. So I was born in a family uh, with a very controlling narcissistic mother and a very passive father. I love my parents and they did the best they could uh, for what they knew. Um, uh, they were very loving and generous and they were great providers. And my dad has now passed on in 2017. Uh, the love I had for my parents came at a cost. Uh, uh, so... Um, the love came at a uh, cost and the love came with conditional expectations. So uh, these expectation, expectations were high and they were very draining. Um, if the work was all done and uh, we did everything they said to do, everything was good. And so I became very obedient, hardworking and uh, very submissive to my parents. And I'm the oldest of three children and favored overall from those uh, children. Uh, this formed me into a very shy, scared, approval-seeking little girl. Um, it's still a joke in our family that between my sister and I, that if we don't do what my mother wants us to do, we get the wrath of Inus and her, that's my mother. Um, I knew there was a God and often I would ask, uh, questions about God. I would always be curious about uh, the mysteries of God and why didn't I know my future? And um, so I'd ask those questions to my mom, but they uh, were never really answered. Um, there was mention of God, but no real conversation or discussion about God. And prayer and Bible reading was not part of my life during my childhood. At a very young age, I was given a Bible. I went to CGIT, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's Canadian Girls in Training. And I brought the Bible home, and I began to read it at bedtime. And one of the passages that really resonated with me was love, honor, and obey your parents. And I was very, I'm very proud today that I did listen to my parents, and I was obedient. Uh, but I took it to a whole new level level with no balance no boundaries a lot of enmeshment and and at that time how did I know how did I know how to set boundaries I didn't know and that was a problem and I have had a few pivotal moments in my life where I shut everything down my feelings my desires my voice and my heart and this was my way of self-protecting. I spent a lot of years searching for something better, something to fill the black hole that I felt in my heart. And I couldn't figure it out. I tried and tried, and I didn't know what I needed. And at a very young age, I was given a spanking by my dad. Um, but it was not really a spanking. It was more like a whipping and very humiliating way. And I had sworn to my babysitter, and that's for the reason for it. And I believe at that moment I chose to be quiet 
and I kept everything inside. There was no communication after that spanking ever. There was no discussion about it. No, um, no discussion at all. So, um, when I think back on that, it's, it was, um, that left a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, my home like my home life lacked communication and there was no room for empathy. You had to get up and get on with it. And if you fell down, you got up and you um, kept going. You didn't have time to really feel sorry for yourself or have anybody give you a kiss on the knee that you hurt. <laughs> you just had to move on. Um, so I was talked to, not talked. I was talked at, not talked to. And I didn't have anyone to teach me proper communication at this point in my life. And I didn't realize it was even a problem. Uh, I would make choices that I thought everyone would like, even without asking them. Then wonder why, after trying so hard, I felt awful and emotionally um, dead, basically. And these choices would make me physically ill, harm myself, and even harm my children. Most of my choices were based on fear or guilt. I made most of my decisions out of guilt. Um, I always felt guilty for not doing what uh, was supposed to be done. So I would just submit to that. I didn't have any emotional intelligence or emotional sobriety to do or say different. I rarely had strength or courage to share how I felt. It was always a dangerous area for me to do this. It was never a safe thing to do. I either was not heard or was or told I was wrong or my feelings didn't count. I didn't know most of my feelings and if I did, they were either happy or sad or a lot of anger. So uh, I carried this on through my life. Oops. <laughs> uh, so the fear I carried around for many years was fear of my family not liking me, fear of hurting someone's feelings, fear of no approval, fear of abandonment and fear of not getting what I want fear of stepping out of the favored position in the family and fear that I would be laughed at and fear of being hit. I created a lot of self-harm during all those years. Um, so I ate for comfort, my emotions. I was angry and I had to be in control of everything and everybody. I felt sorry for myself. I would talk to people that did not understand. I isolated. I had heavy burdens of others on me and drinking too much in my teens and in my marriage. I played the mother role in my family. I married at 21 to a man who ironically had the same communication style as myself. We did not argue. We just did not communicate. I call this generational sin. In the early years, I endured a lot of criticism and made, I was made fun of in front of family and friends. The marriage lasted 37 years and a couple of years before the marriage ended. I was in, in some intense therapy. I also went to Elliott Lake. I don't know if you guys, you've probably heard of that program. It's a family program. And I went there at the same time. The therapist was teaching me how to communicate. I would get homework in scenarios where I would have to write letters to real family members. And at that time, I didn't have the courage to speak it out. During the last part of my marriage, I also endured an experience at work. I was yet in another toxic relationship. That experience lasted 10 years. 
So as you can see, with long endurance of these relationships, I didn't give up easy. I went to work often sick to my stomach and had lots of physical effects, rapid heart rate and palpitation. I can only explain it like this. I felt like a turtle when I got into the department. When the abuse would come in my mind, I would hide under the shell. This was a form of protection. I, I would also literally lose my voice. And I couldn't, I literally could not speak. I was an Al-Anon at the time and would write quotes of encouragement on the whiteboard from one day at a time. And I would chuckle to myself if they only knew. <laughs> I ended both of these relationships with God's grace and mercy on me. This was not the end of my story. I'm not a victim and I'm not, and I choose not to have a bitter heart. God will be glorified in my story. How did God change my heart? How did I get my voice back from so many years ago? How did I get the strength to speak up? So I want to read Colossians 4, 2 to 6. Devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that we may know how to answer everyone. So I'm still learning and patiently and practicing diligently to use my voice. God is very gentle and kind. It has not happened overnight. I had, a, I had to be willing, and for many years I prayed. God, give me the courage, strength, and wisdom for today. I knew I needed to change something, and I knew it was me. I wanted God to change my heart and renew my mind. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. The serenity prayer took on a whole new meaning for me. I can remember the words standing out. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The closer I drew to God and had a relationship with God that I had not had with anyone else, I was by myself and spent a lot of time alone with God. He kept showing me how much he cared for me. Uh, God loves me unconditionally, and he would help me. He gave me strength and wisdom and courage to speak up. God gave me so many people in my life when I needed them most. I have a couple that are my spiritual mentors. She taught me how to pray. We did Bible study together. During my time in recovery, I have gained so many beautiful relationships. These relationships are not the kind that are just superficial friendships. They are intimate, loving, kind relationships. Speaking up was hard at first, but with God's help and my help and the help of my godly sponsor, I can do anything. She would challenge me and not let me back down. She would, let, she would not let me wait and hash it out in my brain. Uh, that got me nowhere. She would say, text me once you're done. Uh, so that was good for me. If I waited, the conversation in my head goes into overdrive and I accomplish nothing but fear. She has helped me so much and I love her. I started to set boundaries with people I love which are the hardest people to set boundaries with. I started to tell loved ones when they hurt me and how it felt. God took me from one relationship to another, cleaning up messes. 
I'm allowed to say no, and no is a complete sentence, and often I don't even have to give a reason. I stop feeling sorry for people to, while putting myself in jeopardy. I have empathy for people without taking on their pain. I never really knew how to put God first after, put myself first after God. I started being kinder and more loving to myself, and I can feel my feelings, name them, and let them go. My feelings do not control me. I can answer questions and not feel judged or guilty. I can share my love with others and not hold back. I can request what I need from others. I can choose who is in my life and who is good for me. I have a peace and freedom beyond any human understanding. And I want to read from the big book, page 276. Uh, I changed a couple words, but that's okay. Uh, the last 15 years of my life, I've been rich and meaningful. I've had my share of problems, heartaches and disappointments because that is life. But also I've known a great deal of joy and a peace that is handmaiden of inner freedom. I have wealth of friends with recovery friends and unusual quality of fellowship. For to these people, I am truly related. Uh, first through the first through mutual pain and despair, faith and hope. And as years go by, working together, sharing our experience with one another, and also sharing a mutual trust, understanding and love without strings, without obligation, we acquire relationships that are unique and priceless. There is, there is no more aloneness with, uh, with the ache, with the awful ache, so deep in the heart of every person that nothing before could ever reach. The ache is gone and never need return again. Now there is a sense of belonging, of being wanted, needed, and loved. In return for the sanity, chaos, and hurt, we have been given the keys to the kingdom. So how did all this happen? How did I change? What did I need to do? This victory, this is a victory I declare. I do have a voice and I can use it in a good way. It takes lots of practice, lots of courage and lots of God. Oh, by the way, God is my hero. <clears throat> God refines, God restores, God can heal any wound. God gave me a new love in my heart, a new joy in my heart and a new tenderness. I've realized through Life Labs that this was a completely life-changing moment for me is that the Holy Spirit resides inside my heart. For me to have a voice, I have to stay connected to God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. I, stay, I study my Bible. I have godly recovering sponsor. We talk daily. My church family, I surround myself with godly recovering people. I serve prayer and meditation, worship music. I have a loving relationship with God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. I love God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and I tell them often. I participate in life labs and I do the work. I help others. It sounds like a lot of work, but really it's a lifestyle. I'm willing and I'm committed to get a better, get better and better. God has transformed my life and renewed my mind. I love the work God has done in my heart and I'm excited to see what's in store for 2023. God wants the best for me and he wants the best for you too. Thank you.